It's gonna feel weird, but I'll make crustacean videos <laughs> with you. But I'm not gonna sit and watch. It's just, just not me. But it is fun to see him acting like a little kid again and getting excited. Welcome to From the Ground Up, where we talk to reptile keepers and breeders about all things cold-blooded. Sit back and have a beer with us. Well, some of you are driving. If you're driving, keep your hands tended to and enjoy the show. Here we are. We are live from <laughs> the ground up. You didn't tell me. Well, I mean, it's about time, right? Yeah, we're just 17 minutes and two days late. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the spilling of the wine didn't help. Okay, we weren't going to get into that on air. <laughs> oh, it's oh. our first time doing the podcast. Yeah, I feel like that was a big delay. Yeah. Um, But this week, it's just going to be us. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff next week. I think we told some of you we we're going to have Ian Bissell on this week, but he was going to be next week to talk about Southeast Carpet Fest. But we're going to hint on it tonight. But tonight, first, we're going to start with a kind of recap of the last show we did. Well, we were going to tell people what the Carpet Fest dates are. Oh, we're going to do that first? Cool. Yeah. Oh, because it's like an intro, you yeah, know, like, like a like thing you do in like, a podcast. Yeah. Like, you know, I've like, done before. You are on a little hiatus here because you were, not only did you take the winter break off like I did as well. Thank you. You <laughs> also didn't show up to last week's podcast. Again, so bam, necessary, you're on like 20. necessary to bring up. <laughs> no, I'm no. just saying you're not used to doing it. It's been so long since you've done it. Yeah, I guess. Was it last week the first week back after? Yeah, it was. Um, well, it's true. You're back. But we've done it so many times. Just come roll back in and it's as not uh, straightforward as it usually is. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's never really that tight, is it? No. Um, but like Joe said, Southeast Carpet Fest, it is February 8th in Florida, um, at Keith, Cody Keith and, McPeaks. Yep, Keith McPeaks house, Cody and Pia of, um, terrestrial and arboreal. That's just what it is, right? Is there a word after that? Wow. I guess I should do this. Okay. So their place in Melrose, Florida, Cody and Pia, and there is actually an auction going on right now. So please go check out the Southeast Carpet Fest. I believe it's Southeast Carpet Fest 2020. Someone in the chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but look it up on Facebook. The auctions are going on right now. They have like well over a hundred items. Oh yeah. That's what we're going to talk about. The auctions. And it's such a wide variety. And so even if you are not going to Southeast Carpet Fest, you can join this auction um, or, you know, bid on it and anything like that. And even if you're not a carpet person, if you're not a colubrid person, there's literally things for everyone because there's awesome breeders that have, you know, coupons up there as far as vouchers for $150 all the way up to at least like $500 or so. You know, some people who green thing, breed things like green tree pythons, carpet pythons, corn snakes. We have stuff up there. Our friend JT from Silent Hill Reptiles has his stuff up there if you're into corn snakes. And there's just a lot of really awesome items like signed books and things that you really couldn't get anywhere else. So you guys should go check it out. And plus, all the money goes to NIDO uh, virus research. And I'm not sure exactly what the percentage of what goes where, to be honest. I have no idea, but but I know it's going to a good definitely cause, go, whether it's USARC or 
you know, night out. Yeah. And you get a good deal on some, you know, awesome items. Some that are just to like your chance to get from a reader, but some are like rare books that you might not or have. Or like chance. something that Eugene Bissett used in the 70s or something, which is like, you know, is really interesting because that's like the birth of our industry. You know, that is getting a little bit piece of a little piece of history as far as I know people cite Eugene Bissett of maybe as maybe being the first guy ever who was full time farming reptiles. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. And you can get his little green tree uh, jars. He kept them in these jars with what looks like a straw, but obviously it must be some piece of plastic going across with a perch. Which is just funny. It's like you need to keep green tree pythons in jars to keep the humidity and everything. I don't even know. I guess you kept them in. Wow. It's all a different world. I mean, truly was a different world back then. Um, but just trying to make a word. Um, but definitely, uh, it's something to check out. And backtracking slightly, mm-hmm. I want to start saying this in the beginning of the show, and I feel like we <laughs> need to, um, especially since we are have made our separate channel port city pet. I really want to hone in that this channel is for, uh, I would say definitely people that are above the age of 16, not saying, you know, we're going to be very, uh, graphic graphic or super, uh, but we're, we're not going to be restricting ourselves. Yes. We're not going to be restricting ourselves in that. And I think that's something we need to say at the beginning of our podcast. This is our opportunity to be like normal people and talk. Right. Right. And I know there's a lot of people, even at the Baltimore show last weekend, we're like, check out our videos on YouTube. And so you guys might be catching us today, but this is not, well, we were referencing, we were referencing the care videos we've put out in the past and everything like that. But this podcast is definitely for the older crowd. But as far as experience level, it's for anyone. We will, when we have guests on, we do go in depth. But when it's just us, it's going to be a lot more casual. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And obviously we don't have a guest on today, but we did go this week to the Baltimore Repticon. And honestly, we went to the Baltimore Repticon before and... We thought we knew what to expect, but I felt like it was a completely different show than the first time we did it. And that is, to be honest, a very good thing. Well, that's what happens with so many so uh, so many shows. I don't think, at least for us, any show has been consistently like the same, which is like, I guess it keeps us on our toes or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, no, that just it just stresses us out. What do you mean it keeps us on our toes? You know, we never know. Yeah. So... Yeah, but I felt like, you know, we met a lot of really awesome people. We got corn snakes into people's hands. We convinced moms to get corn snakes and all this different stuff. If you guys don't know, like we, as far as corn snake breeders, honestly, most of the time what we're doing is we're selling to families and first-time pet owners. So a lot of times it's either the dad doesn't want a snake in the house or the mom doesn't want a snake in the house. And hopefully at least one of them's there for us to educate them on why I mean, a snake is really not the worst thing you could have as far as a pet goes, and especially not a corn snake. And really, you know, the whole day, you know, those two days, it was a two-day show, Saturday and Sunday. That's just spent educating people for the most part or talking to cool people like Aaron and the Yunkers and Jeff and Travis and all the people that support us like every single show. So I want to thank Travis for the fluff. Okay, you're going to have to explain that. So if you don't know, um, one of our friends, Dr. Ooh. Secret Agent Ooh. Travis Weinman, 
Um, also double agent as far as baking is his uh, secret. I don't know. I'm going way too hard on this. Yeah. But his other talent in life other than being a secret agent is baking. And he's really, really good at it. And he made me my own special homemade marshmallow fluff, which is similar to like Jet Puff that you get at the store. And he hand delivered it to me at uh, Baltimore Repticon, which was awesome. And then he went home and made a giant turtle cake. Yes. For his daughter, Tortoise. Excuse me. Oh, excuse oh, you. Yeah, but it was really awesome seeing him as well as Jeff, who didn't Jeff bring you cookies? Yes. I don't know if he like brought me cookies. <laughs> but he had cookies he and you took them. Brought cookies to Carpet Fest and I kind of used them. Ate wait, them. wait, wait, what? I don't know. I think he's like, hey guys, I have some cookies. And I'm like, okay. And I took all of them. And then he just like, gave you the whole bag. Yeah, I don't know if it was meant, but they were really delicious <laughs> well, and they were. Jeff, they were perfect. And he did tell me multiple times, Melissa, you have to share. And I didn't, but you don't eat cookies. Yeah, that's true. So Hands of Jeff, if you want to check him and his artwork out. He's done a lot of our friends' logos. Yes, it was really awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so other stuff about Baltimore. Oh, we um, brought out isopods for the first time. Did I skip over some stuff? Did I get too excited? Yes. You okay. didn't skip over All steps, right, go but first. you got too excited. Go be a precursor. I mean, we can talk about that. <laughs> no, well, no that's probably things we should talk about. No, we can that. talk. Well, um, let's argue about it. Let, <laughs> we, I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about before, like as much as we love breeding snakes, we really want to expand into the supply aspect of it. Um, just being able to offer our customers a well-rounded, like, buy yes because because kind of like i said before when you have first-time pet owners they are first-time pet owners so they don't know exactly how to care for the animal and we're realizing that and plus this may be part of like my neuroses that is not maybe not the healthiest thing but we can't control when they go over to the supply person we tell them what what they mm -hmm. need to get but this it's up to the supply person to get them the right size heat pad the right tank you know, hopefully it has a sliding top and a lock. Like if I could control all of these aspects, then first of all, we don't have we don't have animals getting lost anymore because that's our number one problem. I mean, we're talking almost half of the people are losing their their baby corn snake. And I don't know why no one's done something about this yet. So we're trying we're trying to find ways to stop that as well as we want to say this is the Aspen bedding. Yes, I prefer I prefer the trip, the chips over the shredded, you know, yeah. the shred is like, like little spikes. Like, I don't even know why you'd want that. And I've seen, I've seen that get stuck in corn snakes mouth. So, I mean, and that's not a giant deal. If you get, you know, corn snakes digested and everything, most likely if it's kept correctly, it won't die or have many adverse effects, but I want to control. It's just an e it's just an easy switch to prevent anything. You know, like right. why? Right. Like, I just why don't, do, why the do it? Why do why do the other thing? Right. Yeah, and then as far as heat goes, there's way too many wrong ways to heat the animal, as well as enclosures, like I mentioned before, just not being inescapable. Right. We just want to, you know, give the give a proven thing to say. This is what we know what works. These this enclosure, this heat pad this bedding and to get it all from us. And so that, you know, we, if they message us about their enclosure and like, Oh, it got out. We're like, well, it's not we're the product, for that. but it's also yeah, we like, like, we can say like, it's not the, we, it's not the product because we, you know, like 
we produced it or all of that. Even or- if it is, it's like, okay, so what happened exactly? I'm sorry. Let's rectify it and let's make the product better. I mean, that's also part of it is the fact that we get to have feedback and we get to actually further husbandry this way. And don't get me wrong. We get to actually build a business in which makes right. money more so than breeding reptiles. <laughs> I mean, that's a hundred percent. We're also building a business, but we can, we can get that feedback and we can tweak things and we can further how these animals are kept and we can further herp to culture and, you know, herp keeping. Definitely. Because I don't think too many people are on the front lines of it all the time. And a lot of the big supply companies, I mean, they haven't been, you know, one person going to shows every time and knowing exactly what the public in 2020 wants or needs at this point. So we have the advantage of both being boots on the ground as far as we're breeders. So we we keep hundreds of these things. So we know how. What they need. What they need. Yeah, exactly. Um, but because we were doing that, and this was like our first, first show where we started doing it, it was a much different um, show prep experience. <laughs> so in the past, it was like, okay, nine o'clock rolls around. We go up to the snake room. We start packing up the snakes. It takes us about an hour. We already have the show like extra box packed. We just leave that packed all year round with, you know, the extension cord, the lights, all of that. Um, and so the morning of the show, we usually wake up you know, 20 minutes before you have to leave. 30, oh, yeah. Like, 30. we're set to go. Well, like 30 minutes, you know? And so all it is is we can make two trips because one trip is for the snakes, one trip, or I get the sign that we use, and then Joe will come back and get the bin of all of our extra stuff. And it's a very quick, easy, like, we're in and out pretty quickly. But having all of these other things now was a very big difference. How many bags of, just space, did we yeah. bring? What? 20 bags of Aspen. We brought 20 bags of cocoa core and 20 bags of the coconut husk. Yeah. Um, so we bought 60 bags total and we were still using what? Three of the XL. Yeah. Like we use these giant black, you know, the, the giant black totes with the yellow tops. And we filled up three of those with bags. And then we just basically threw the rest of the bags willy nilly in the back because we didn't have much room. And we realized, oh, damn, if we're doing this, we're going to have to get either a van or a trailer. It's getting to the point where and I, I always look at those guys. I'm like, oh, man, that looks like work. Right. Like, oh, like we just go to a show. We show up and with we our little our bin of animals. We had a down pat, right? But now, now we're adding it just all changed it. So, I mean, we had to make like five or six trips now. Just also, it's bags of bedding that are all very like slippery. They're, light, they're like, there's, but, but they're slippery. That's yeah. what like they don't stack very well. No, they're no. soft. The bag, it's, you know, it's like thick Ziploc bags, basically huge Ziploc bags. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't work really well. And yeah, then we need to find a little, there's probably ways that we can improve our efficiency as far as that. Goes. As far, but there was, I mean, there were 60 bags that we were putting in there and yeah. my car is only so big. So yeah, my car is definitely stuffed this time getting there. <laughs> Which is and a good then, thing. And I'm so glad that we are lucky enough to have a business that is growing more so that I guess if things like this aren't happening, then that's probably a bad thing. Or a bad thing, a bad thing. Yeah. Because I'm glad that we're moving on and we are keeping on going forward. Definitely. Um, okay, so after we got to the show, getting, you know, unloading the car was equally as time consuming as loading the car. And it was farther away, you know, at the show from our car to our spot. But we get to the show. 
Oh, well, I guess I skipped ahead. So let's go back to what else new things. I mean, we don't need to know everything. I like going through the run. What what is our uh, other new thing we brought that you wanted to talk about earlier? Oh, yes, yes. The touch doesn't work, babe. Our first time bringing isopods to the show. And I was, you know, I was really pumped because it, once again, it's something new. It's something that we're expanding and doing. And it's something that it is something that I am learning. So now I am. And every once in a while, I like to do this as far as whether it's keeping an animal or getting to another sector of the hobby. It's just to be a beginner again in something and like start from zero. And honestly, it feels so good. And I've never been. Well, I, I have been as excited as I am now about what we're doing, but it's rekindling exactly that feeling that I had, say, I mean, I've been doing this for seven years now, as far as Port City Pythons has been around for seven years. And that doesn't sound like a long time, I guess, for for some folks, but I'm 28. So that's pretty much my whole adult life uh, since I got back from basic training in the army when I was 21. I mean, so it's been my whole adult life. And doing the same thing for a good amount of time. There's something to say about sticking it out and I'm always going to be breeding reptiles, but there's also something to say about kind of becoming a bit beginner again and getting into something new. That's like, these things are like little aliens. They breathe through gills. Like that's not even fair. That's weird. What do you mean? An arthropod. Why is that not fair? I don't know. It's just we like have a weird lungs. I'll, I'll choose our lungs. Yeah, but if you think <laughs> you think gills, and you're saying this thing's a fish, but it's on land. Who else is breathing through gills on land? James Lewis answered. There's got to be another one. Being an isopod that breathes through gills, <laughs> being a human being. Mm. I mean, human beings are pretty intricate, but I mean, isopods. Wow. Some stuff. See, our brains. That's where our brains work different. <laughs> My brain is like, no matter what you tell me, it's a bug. It's a bug. It will always be a bug. And blame society for that. Blame my parents for that. Blame New Orleans steroid-induced bugs. I don't like bugs. I don't necessarily like bugs. That's a lie. I don't want to touch a a roach. But you will touch any other bug, pretty much. Spiders, not necessarily. I mean, I won't be scared. I won't be weird about it. Are they? Spiders aren't bugs. I mean, we're talking about things that fall into this overarching. The things okay, you what find about in like centipede millipedes? Oh no, those oh, monsters! <laughs> those are just like a bunch of isopods connected to each other. That's a lot of legs. It just it's just some... yeah, but yeah, but isopods cannot bite you. That's a, I mean that's the thing. It's so and they're and also isopods are more related to crabs more so than. It's a bug. Well, you eat them, so you keep. Yeah. That's like your go-to. The yes. fact that I eat crabs, yes, and lobsters, and, and lobsters. All the other bugs really, of the sea. Yeah, that doesn't mean I want to play with crabs. I mean, I'm not scared of them. Like I'm scared of isopod or like bugs, but like just because it's it looks like a bug, <laughs> walks like a bug. <laughs> the insides might be a crustacean, but on the Dude, outside, that thing is a bug. I just sat there and I opened up the powder oranges and the powder blues and they're super super active and i was just watching them interact with each other and move around and like eat and it was like there's just something very endearing and like cute about them and i that sounds (laughs) really ridiculous 
That sounds really I will ridiculous. never call a bug cute. It, they're adorable. You just got to watch them for long. Everyone's enough. getting mad at me for calling it a bug. I know what it scientifically is. <laughs> and they're gonna get you mad like to overly that. simplify things. If people aren't aren't used to listening, I mean, lizards are just things with legs. So that's oh, your you phrase for so lizards. Well. Oh, not just lizards. So now everything's all of a them. bug. Everything's a bug. But they're adorable. Especially you got to see the rubber duckies with the little face. But okay, so backtracking a little bit, you got into this maybe like. A month ago? Well, no, you secretly got into it well, a lot longer, and I didn't know it was happening in our basement. Wasn't no, it that? No, 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 no. I mean, the springtails really happened about a year ago, or a little bit over a year ago. And that is something that I just kind of... I mean, springtails are one thing. It's not like... They're not like isopods. I'm not forming a bond with them, per se. Um, they're just jumping around when I open up the enclosure or the tub and when I throw a little bit of rice in there. Otherwise, I mean, they're just, they're just there. But, but I saw that there was something there as far as the grand scheme of things. I thought that, hey, this is reptile husbandry, you know, bringing it to the next level. Little did I know that this isopod thing, it's not about bioactive enclosures at all. Okay, you can put them in your bioactive enclosures, but damn, they're just fun to keep on their own. I mean, I just, even, you know, things like rubber duckies, you may get six of them for $200. And so these aren't going to be things that you put in for your dart frog to eat, right? I mean, these are pets at this point. People are paying $50, $60 for one, one bug. Excuse me, bug. Bug. I'll call it a bug. In that context, because because like, I think it's crazy that someone's paying that much for an isopod. But then again, I'm about to pay that much. Like I'm 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 all please, you know? please, please. But then it's like people look at us and like you paid a thousand dollars for a snake. That's crazy. But in my head, a bug is just different. Ooh, I want these Oreo crumbles. There's, there's oh my god, the names are sillier than I know, snake I know, names. Ridiculous. I also didn't really like when he told me he was getting an isopod. Like, okay, cool. We'll have like. 10 million of the same bug who knew what isn't there like 11,000 oh, different species ten, over 10,000 species, not to mention color phases. So things like powder orange and powder blue is those one are species, just color phases the, color. Of the same species, or you have the Dalmatian peace gavers and there's a bunch of different peace gaber phases. Peacegaber? Like, yeah, so it's that... Porcilia, and then I think there's like... Oh, so that one didn't get a silly name. Ooh, stage of the No, tr- Dalmatian. Well, no, oh. because because the Dalmatian, that's what they're called, but that's more like a morph name. Just like think of that as calling it a color phrase. Right. I mean, calling something a snow. It's just a rubber ducky. Um, I, I know we keep on. Let's acknowledge that he just typed just rubber. rubber he typed rubber ducky in that alone into Google, assuming Google would know he's talking about a damn bug. Google is so dumb. Except they do listen to us all the time, so it yeah. should have known. You know, I think about something I want to buy, and it gives me a oh, I don't like. So it we're so gonna close. share the screen, See, and we're no, gonna look at some rubber you're saying duckies. That's cute. It is absolutely freaking adorable. I don't like seeing them zoomed in. Look I'm gonna this. literally gonna no, close my eyes. Oh, it's amazing! Look at that! Look at that little face. Those little face and eyes. A little orange duck bill. It is a little duck. 
Come on. If anyone saw her face, she is wincing with her <laughs> mouth covered with her eyes closed. <laughs> is it gone? <laughs> oh, my God. Look at all these duckies. That's like a $1,000 a duckie. <laughs> See, they're going to be crawling on me. They're still bugs. They're still Get bugs. out of here. Look at that little guy. Oh, look at Dairy Cow. I will like see. I'm okay well. with them with my, like, normal zoomed-in vision. Like when we were at the show and people would come up and ask about the isopods, I would open the container. I just bought these, the orange Dalmatians. Okay, cool. Great talk. Um, I would open up the container and you'd be proud of me how I was like actually digging, yes, digging you in there with my you were kind of into finger. it. I thought you were getting into it. Yeah, on a normal zoomed in vision. I don't like. I don't normal know. zoomed in vision. <laughs> um, but it was funny because there'd be these like moms that come up and be like, oh my gosh, she's like touching it. And in my head, I'm like. Yes, just keep calm. Just keep doing it. They (laughs) they believe you like it. (laughs) Um, But again, like normal zoomed in vision, but I'm not going to like go play with them and awe over them and gawk over them like you are. Like, I just don't. It was, I was, I mean, it was partly for the sales. Sorry. But it was also like, but I also understand as a customer, you want to be able to see it. So I'm like, I need to, you know, get in there and dig my finger in there and show yeah, them. You these... know, dig your finger in there. Show, and then it. I'd go eat marshmallow fluff after after <laughs> I'm digging it. Yeah, it was gross. So many, so many things. But um, There's I do so many... just say it. There, I, it is amazing that this little creature there is such a wide variety. And there's a market for it as well, which is just weird. And I mean that people were truly interested. Like so many people came up to us and they were just like, "What is an isopod? Can I open my eyes? By the way, is it? Yeah, on? shout out to Isopod Source. <sighs> I love this Instagram. And like, I need a macro lens. There's a Cubaris. Look, that's a that's a rubber ducky. But it's a different phase. So Cubaris is going to be Xanthic. the species of the, of the rubber <laughs> the ducky. Rubber yeah, ducky. That's what it looks like. This is a lightning pied. <laughs> this is called a white ducky. And now they like Ooh. calling. They like using the name. Why are they all so silly names? Because they're bugs. Because they're adorable. And, no one cares. and they're just playing off the fact that they're adorable. As far as like, God, I can't believe this. Come on, man. Your mother said you not bring those to my house. <laughs> See. Why are you? Co- oh, those look like roaches. See, those look full on slimy roaches. So, so these armadilladium <laughs> vulgare. We we had a couple at the show, but we had the albino phase, and they're totally beautiful. They're so they're just completely yellow, and they sold immediately. And I don't have any for myself, so I need to get some more. Um. Animal pizza, are you asking favorite morph of corn snakes or isopods? <laughs> she said, or he said, Beautiful. I don't know, Ogati red coat. So I'm assuming they're not talking about isopods. But if you're talking about corn snakes, our favorite corn snake mouth morph, which is actually one of the few things we agree on, is the palmetto. Oh, are you going to speak for me, huh? Oh, yeah, you are correct, though. Oh, okay. You know, I just haven't dated you for three years or anything. Don't know. I mean, I didn't know that you cared. <laughs> How I mean, oft- that has to be something that comes up, right? How that, often that do we talk about that palmettos are our favorite, yes. both? I mean, that is a striking animal. I mean, I can't think of a better way to make an animal. Like, come on, man. It's it's white with just spatterings of, like, confetti, different colors. And, yeah, it's an amazing animal. Um, Your mom just said, and, like, people said, roly-polies. Yeah. That's definitely every time someone came up to so the table. those t- vulgari are basically the roly-polies we find outside, but go ahead. Every time someone came up to our table and we explained what this is, they're like, oh, like the ones I found outside. Like, we probably heard that 30 times in the day. And like, oh, are these 
pill bugs or rolly bugs. Why are they called pill bugs, by the way? I've never. Because they're like a little pill. It's a shape. Oh, okay. I believe. Someone correct oh, me if no, I'm wrong. I don't know if it's more intricate or detailed than that. Um, but yeah, but so many people are like, oh, are these just like roller police? And then in the beginning of the day, I didn't know what I was talking about. But by the end of the day, I could be like, yes, they are similar to roller police, but these are all of more of a tropical region, except for our giant canyon isopods and the roller police you found outside. And the and the vulgarian, the ones right. outside, they roll up. And a lot of the other species that we have, say the powder blues, powder stay oranges, flat. they. <laughs> yeah, stay flat. Yeah, the albino ones, which made them a lot harder to find in the dirt because they were so rolled up. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they're yellow. I mean, luckily they're a bright right, yellow right. animal. And I keep on calling them animals because I'm just used to talking about snakes at this point. I think I'm going to do that forever. I mean, they are I mean, animals. Works, right? They're yeah, an animal. animals. There you go. Insects, bugs, or animals. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, we're animals. Uh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it kind of did get me excited to just have something to talk else to talk about at the show. Also, because um, like you guys know, for corns, this is the end of our season. A lot of our snakes are in brumation and we're getting ready to bring them up soon. But we really we only brought 14 snakes to the show, I think, which, you know, other times we've had upwards of 30. Uh, so it wasn't as exciting to talk about. And half of the 14 were the same morph, I think. Um, so just, Slim yeah, Pickens, not like we, you know, don't love all of our snakes, but um, there just wasn't we as much. We know what's popular and what's not popular. I right. mean, no matter how much I love a snake, which, listen, that does not matter one bit. I know that, I know that everyone says work with what you love. And I do that as far as species goes. But but over the last couple of years, I do I do a few projects that are just for me, but at the same time, like I know what projects we can't do without. I know that we always need to have ghosts and we always need snow. Now, listen, those aren't any mind breaking, mind blowing combinations there. Those are the basics, but guess what? They are beautiful animals that catch people's eye and people like the people we sold to this weekend, they got a snow tessera. And maybe the reason why the mom you know, eventually caved into getting the animal. She went from being scared to it from having one in her house is the fact that it's white and pink. So who am I to deny someone that I, I like having that experience of making that transition and educating people. And if that snake is the way to do it, then I'm all down for reproducing it. I'm not uh, breaking any barriers there or making any worlds first. And that doesn't really, matter to me in comparison to to that experience do you think in the isopod world people get excited for world's first isopods there's so many people (laughs) actually yes kind of kind of but but there's so many people who stopped at the show that definitely have no love for any type of arthropod insect bug and they stopped and they were so interested in the isopods. There is yeah. something about them that is endearing to when, you know, when other bugs are not, bugs, insects, arthropods, whatever it is, are not. And there's just something about them. Well, and I think also just, I think if you're just like showing one container, like, eh, but when you're comparing these powder oranges to the powder blues, to the Dalmatians, to the giant canyons, like when we had that variety there and we could tell them, like, did you guys know all these things existed? And no one like, was actually putting them on display like we were like, 
isopod people are usually they have a stack of deli cups and they're just on the table. We just put them since we didn't have any more animals left. We were like, screw it. Let's just put them on our board where we put the animals. And we got to, especially the powder oranges and the powder blues, they're out. They're out and about and they're moving around. They're so active. And that's why I really, really love that species, which is why I want those Oreo crumbles, which are really expensive. So our next step in that, at least my next step. No, you already just bought two. Mm. You just bought peaches and Dalmatians. No, I bought peaches and orange Dalmatians. Oh, sorry. Clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop yourself. He needs to go on an eBay lockdown <laughs> for a little bit. I feel like he needs to... <laughs> Except I can't talk. I order stuff from Amazon, but I don't order bugs. Yeah, yeah. But this bugs. is also, you know, our business. Um, What was I about to say? She, uh, Kyle and that's just... the excuse for everyone, by the way, who buys new snakes or whatever. You know, yeah. there is, that's our I business. don't get to use that excuse. You get to use every. You get to claim all of it as the business. You gotta find something fun that you can make money off of. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle asked, "Do different isopods crossbreed?" Yes, I'm not sure across species. Uh, uh, sure research. Mm, Speaking of research, my next step is um, just truly solidifying my knowledge of like what isopods work for what type of like animal. That's me too. What type of animal you're putting it with, what type of bioactive enclosure, all of that. Because, you know, after we got the, oh, are these roly polies, you know, the more the people who are actually coming like by the isopods were asking like, OK, most people are just getting. And most people are like bearded dragon. Right. Jacket. But most people are truly just getting started in this, which is also exciting. I thought it was going to be like, OK, people came in, they knew what they wanted, you know, whatever. But a lot I of people. It was more niche than it actually than is. is. Yeah. A lot of people were like, OK, I'm just getting started. I want to make this bioactive or, you know, started my bioactive. This is the animal I have. What do I put with it? And I was doing some great BSing because let me tell you, I knew nothing about isopods before Saturday. And it'd be so funny. Joe would be gone. And pe- like this weird thing kept happening where anytime Joe left me, I'd have six people in front of me asking me but about isopods. When I was gone yeah. I'm a great used car salesman. Um, but he'd come back and I'd be like, okay, these are the three questions they asked me. Did I get it right? And most of the time I, I was pretty right. So I was really proud of myself, but that we did like a crash course real quick on the car ride to (laughs) to the show. But that's what, um, I really want to like, uh, solidify my knowledge. Like the one thing I know right now is like the giant canyons are from Southern California. So they're better for drier bioactive temperatures. But I don't know exactly what, I don't know yet what animals need that, which I probably should already know that. Um, like beardies and leopard geckos. But okay. but that's not something that we we have dealt with before. So now we're, we are at the point where we need to learn the husbandry of all the animals. And so we need to try to find a way to do that in a way that isn't sacrificing any part of it, is not being thorough, but also being able to keep knowledge on every animal, which is hard because there's a lot of animals. And we're going to have to do that in the supply sector anyway. So we're going to have to know what a leopard gecko person needs eventually anyway, you know, if we expand our product line that far. Oh, I forgot. Tom, too, sent you some dwarf whites. Yes. Do you still have those? Yeah, yeah. So that colony like hasn't been going as well as I wanted it to. Which like, we figured out why. You're not yeah. keeping them hot enough, right? 
Well, I think that's that's debatable as far <laughs> as as far as I guess if you get him hotter, you can do it. But I, I wasn't sure that that was fair game. I mean, I, I'm keeping him 80 already, and I thought that that was enough. If if that's too low, let me know, guys. But yeah, but we met a guy who was keeping him like close to 90, right? Yeah. And he said that they were kind of going crazy. He and said think- he would get his home and like within the next week, they were already like multiplying and stuff. Yeah, I have not had that same experience. Because you're not keeping them. And I added more to it because um, there's a guy who does isopods here. And I got a bunch of cultures from him. And I dumped them in there. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty normal activity. It's not like springing up like our springtails do. And part of that is I think I haven't been uh, with the – they'll survive, but they're pretty slow going. And maybe I'll try calcium. So people do that. And then what did people tell us? Fish food? Yeah, yeah, um, Benjamin Yunker, because I'm bringing up this thing of they have these dehydrated carp eyeballs. Yeah, we're not doing that. Dehydrated carp eyeballs. Yeah. And that's supposed to be isopod food. And they sell it as like it literally looks peepers, like, they call them. Peepers. Yeah, they're called peepers. And he showed us it's like a bag of straight up eyeballs that you Where get. Where do you get them? Dim Sum the restaurants Asian probably market. either. I was about to say, like, I feel like I'd be fed that at a Dim Sum restaurant. Um, but like we got into this really lengthy discussion of like whose job is it who's taking the spoon take the eye scoop out the eyeballs of carp and then put them in a dehydration like bleh. but also Absolutely. it looks way too big for these little baby isopods to eat they just chew up on it they just come up on a long time over meal. a long time i'm telling you you gotta sit down and watch them they're just like, see, that's the thing. He legit sits like and watches. He'll sit. A little city. It's a little city. He sits and watches bugs, y'all. Who am I dating? <laughs> Listen, that is not as weird of a thing in our circle as you think it is. Okay? It should be. Everyone here understands. Well, and I and I was like, you know what? I'm having fun just watching them. But let me. I had the idea of saying, let's go into the powder blues. I want to mm-hmm. take out my the animals that i don't think are the best looking so i said which are the powder blues are more like powder oranges or are more like a neutral coloration so i put all those into one culture and i because i want to eventually start picking out say the most orange animal put it into one colony the most orange animal into our colony and then and then sell off the colony that's left over and then keep on refining our animals that we have so that we have you know the most beautiful examples of everything and listen i've never line bred uh isopods so i'm not sure exactly how it works but that's a uh, that's my method right now yeah that's uh that's where i'm at so we're we're trying to i just i just if i'm gonna do something i want it i want to have the best and so whether or not I have to make it the best or buy the best, however it happens, I'm going to do it. I get that. I get that. And I'm going to support you in my own way. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh, in your own way. What a great laugh that was. Um, I support you Ridicule. when it comes to selling them. <laughs> um, I support you when it, yeah, when it comes to um, displaying them 
I'll make videos about them for you. I don't, I mean, yeah, I guess people watch bug videos, excuse me, crustacean oh, videos. 100 million percent. It feels, it's going to feel weird, but I'll make crustacean videos <laughs> with you. But I'm not going to sit and watch, it's just, just not me. But it is fun to see him acting like a little kid again and getting excited. Um, he, if you know him, he's like a rabbit hole person and he goes like deep down into something. And this is like the fourth attempt that he's thought of to do random stuff. You guys don't know, Joe wanted to do like shark teeth something at one point. So, so sometimes I just, my whole thing is that people have these visions or ideas in their head and they never take action on usually them. Usually fleeting. Like, and they're like, I wish, I wish I would have tried that. So whenever I have those ideas, I go for them. So at least at the end of the day, even if it fails, I can say, hey, I am now more educated on that subject. If it doesn't work out, it didn't work out. Like, like we've done products before and it's like the product didn't take off, but I also didn't put the work into the project. And now I'm informed this time around to do it correctly. So it's like maybe that, maybe that idea for the shark teeth didn't work out because you know i just i was getting educated on the subject and maybe that education will work out somewhere down the line and and all of this is done in a control cost manner in the way of isopods are cheap so i got a few you know i've had dwarf whites for a lot for a while thank you to tom too who's in the chat right now as well as i've had springtails for a while and i was like and that was very neutral for me that was okay and I knew at least I can handle what was going on. But then the door was opened and it's like, yeah, yeah, this is just something I'd like to explore as much as I can. But yeah, and I think you, the isopods, you did go about it the right way. The shark teeth just felt silly. I just like come home one day and there's like, you know, 10 well, little no. ten packages of shark teeth. Okay, so <laughs> I want to explain myself. <laughs> So what I want to do as far as my life goes, you know, I want to be a decent example for everyone as well as get young people interested in nature and conservation, just in the natural world in any way possible. And part of the snake teeth, I was thinking, you know, I used shark to love teeth. those snake teeth. Yeah, shark teeth. That would be a terrible thing to get, just a bunch of clear shark teeth. Or snake teeth. <laughs> Fuck, I can't say. <laughs> no, shark, shark teeth. So, you know, I used to love those things like fossil digs and stuff where you find them. And can we make some type of educational product or educational toy? You know, like some of those science experiments type of educational teacher type of things. And you have experience of, of a teacher and I have experience of the natural world. And, <laughs> and so so I was hoping that, that maybe we could create a product that could enrich the world and that's how i see and that sounds ridiculous right like enrich the world and that sounds <laughs> fucking silly but what i mean is just i want to have an impact and hopefully leave the world better than how i found it although it seems like a progressively harder and harder thing to do you yeah I mean? so that's on this fifth behind. attempt at you know diversifying our business and our life these isopods i think are definitely something that we want to keep going oh and it also works yeah, right? I mean, it's it's I'm so happy to see, you know, we talk so much about bioactive and all of that on the podcast, but I didn't have much experience like of it in real life. Like how many people are using it? What are they interested in? And so now we kind of have 
this little baseline understanding of like we recorded kind of or we you know talked about what are people asking for the most what are people yes. needing the most and so we are already adjusting what we want to breed and or get from this guy nearby who sells them or who breeds them about based on what people asked about at that show. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where him and I really do work well together in that aspect. I'm not the jump in with two feet person. I'm like, <laughs> you need to give me hard evidence that this can work and then I'll do it. So now that I have that, and I'm not saying, I mean, you know, six months, we, this is one show that, yeah. but we did pretty well with it. And so now that I have that evidence, I'm willing to put those two feet in it. But he needs not even a freaking fingernail. Well, and maybe let me explain this for people who are like me, because I think the more majority of these people are going to be more like me as far as on the animal front. So what I'm trying to do is I know that Melissa, she doesn't necessarily like getting anything new, whether it's animals, arthropods, crustaceans. She doesn't like me taking chances. And what I need to do is get a small group and then we can bring them to a show. And then I show her that, you know, these are my thoughts. This is why I want to continue with this. People like it. I like it. It's a win-win for everyone. You know, we can build our business. And then she feels a lot more comfortable with having these bugs in in our house yeah if we do it like that will they let us call them quotations bugs? if i put bugs. quotation parts parts, parts. <laughs> if i put quotation marks up every time will you let me say it animal pizza and james lewis <laughs> that's such a good name by the way animal pizza i just like that you need to say it yes <laughs> um but i agree and it's just you know it's hard as a significant other and maybe just par partially my personality. Babe, just go it. get a bottle opener downstairs. No, he has tried a snake hook. Oh, he just used an ink cartridge now <laughs> to get his beer open. He's tried about 10 different things. But see, that's a great example of our life. <laughs> I just finally got the, I got the gap off with the, with the ink cartridge and almost hit Melissa in the eye with it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Love that that was on camera. Boy, that uh, bitch back. Um, but like, <laughs> thank you, Sarah, for asking if she was okay. Yeah, I think she made it. I did it hit me. I moved very quickly. Um, and but I see the ten failed ones before I see the one that works. And so after the like eight, but, but but that is that is the ratio, right? And that goes for anyone. Yeah, but Whatever it's, it's do, hard to be like on board with the eleventh, or, or even with after the fifth failed one, it's hard to continue to be like, yes, let's go two feet in on something. Also, well, it's, it's hard. Not. Keep in mind that you know what I did was get a small amount of something, and that goes for the betting. That goes for everything that we did this weekend. I got you know I didn't go hundreds of dollars. Like I literally just spent under $100 for everything, and we got all the information we needed. Oh, it was $60 no, no, just no. to I'm print the labels. Each. I'm talking about each. I'm talking about each. No. I'm okay, like, okay. What are you talking Semantics. about? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about each. I mean, we probably tried, you know, four new things and under $400 for what, for what most of the time we would spend on an animal, you know, depending on what time of year it is. We got to really experiment on something that gave us immediate return as far as 
the information we got as far as if it did sell, you know, we did make a small profit. And <laughs> when you tell me that you spent $400, it feels like our profit is much less significant. I did not know how much no, money no, was no. spent. And listen, but, it, it well, wasn't the, that much, but I'm saying But that, the good thing is like, it's not like it's gone. That $400, like we still have time to make that back. And, like, it's, and it will still multiply. And, and the isopods will most multiply. That's for sure. But the you know, we still have the bedding to sell. Meaning like just because we bought 10, 20 bags of bedding and came back with 17 doesn't mean that we lost. It just means that we have 17 bags of bedding. And then also what we learned is the fact that if you just have bedding, no one buys anything because they're going to one guy to get everything. So that's also part. Yeah, it that's true. So we learned that the isopods worked. We learned that the bedding had has promise. Um, like Joe said, I think people really did benefit or really did like going to get everything at one place. The only people I think who really bought it from us are from the, are the people who are like, I don't want the huge, like when you get it from the, the pets, the supply people at the shows, it's, you know, that huge, huge barrel or what do you call it? Ba- bag of it, whatever. Right. Our bags were like, for people who are it's listening like, on the it's, downloads, it's how would gallon. you describe it? A ten-gallon bag. It will. It will fit. No, no. Oh. It will fit a, <laughs> I was like, a, what? <laughs> it will be enough substrate for a ten-gallon tank, like perfect. So say, hey, you know, picking up a baby. Here's one package of substrate. Oh, you want to put in something bigger, twenty-gallon? Here's two. You know, it's right. a solid amount. That's a common size that's used. So I think most companies just use a size that is convenient to whatever they're supplier wants or manufacturer wants or something like that and we can make something that's divisible as far as we're not selling it yeah it's only five to six dollars a bag listen i don't want to ship that i don't want you know it's almost not worth it for us right but no we're small enough to where that actually works just fine for us and it works for the customers as well so that's what we're going to do right now if we have to change that in the future because it's inefficient then that's something but right now it it works it, works it will out. it will hopefully work but we would like especially because to... we're doing everything by hand and we have zero employees that's also that's also a big thing um <laughs> um sorry distraction distracted uh but <sighs> like joe said like we want our next steps as far as the betting and everything is to be able to uh make that whole package so we want to sell our own heat pads we want to sell our own enclosures along with our own bedding Mm -hmm. um but that also showed us how easily you can fill up a table at a reptile show with bedding a car like we're like okay we're gonna need to rent a car we're also gonna need to go up to two tables very quickly and then i look at rick crumrine's setup he has four tables just for snakes just for snakes that like boggles my mind. Right. But it's like, I never thought we'd go up to two tables. Or, I mean, I thought we'd go up to two tables, but like not anytime soon. But bedding takes up so much more space on a table. And it's, imagine if we had enclosures and stuff like that. But my one like weird feeling about the direction we're going is the amount. There's always, uh, <laughs> what's the saying? There's always a downer and it's gonna be. There's, Melissa? Yeah, dude, <laughs> like every party has its pooper and whatever, yeah, whatever. And it's mostly named Melissa. <laughs> um, my one thing I feel weird about is at this Baltimore show, I would say there was at least four 
people for like, and I can't even say tables because they have whole sections, four huge sections of supplies. Right. But and acknowledge it, that on our first go round, ours looked more professional. And that's not disrespect to anyone. I'm obviously not saying anyone, but for our first go round, how much more professional did ours look? And that's simply because like from a design put right, we put in the time and you know, theirs were like commercial commercially sold, so that's very, very simple. We put like effort and time or into that label. Just had straight up like things in bags, in Ziploc bags. That's also a thing that a lot of people are doing. Yeah. And just like late did the display of it and everything. But it it feels weird adding more to that. You know what I mean? Like when there was already like DBD alone had two sections. Oh like my God. it was so big. Yeah. And then there was a couple other people, you know, doing it. And it just if I already felt like it was a lot. And it kind of bothered me that like snake people didn't get in the or reptile people probably didn't get a table at the show because there was so much supply. But you need supply people. But you don't need four people selling the same thing, do you? Yeah, but do like that's do you better than than lowering the standard for for breeders or flippers or whatever? I don't they're think you have. low. I think there was quality people who probably wanted to get in the show. Yeah, that but couldn't. there's not very many people that just have a couple of deli cups on the table. I mean, it was a pretty high quality show as far as yeah. everything there was like pretty damn legit, and that's why I have a lot of respect for most of the people at that show as far as that's one of the more professional shows we do and i hear mixed things about repticons let's be honest i Mm -hmm. mean a lot of people don't like them but that baltimore show is legit but what i'm seeing now is that people are making less money at it and we don't know the fucking difference we had a good show for us so we're gonna keep on doing it so we had a good time and we i think a lot of people are upset that it's more of families and first-time pet owners or people who aren't even interested in buying anything and so that's where we differ from everyone else. And that's where the supply comes in too, because they're making good money because it's first time pet owners and people who are getting the supplies. And, you know, there's a dinosaur show that was just on the <laughs> building over. There's a gun show. That's a building across from that one. And the dino show was sold out. So people spilled over and went to the, to the reptile show. And it's like, we had the opportunity to, take these people random people off the street and some people see that as oh they're never gonna buy any of our stuff but the way we see it is i don't i don't know if they're gonna buy our stuff but at least we're gonna give them exposure to reptiles they haven't seen before speaking of the gun show i have to share this anecdote when we pull up to the (laughs) show we go to the same building on the property that it was in last time and I'm glad I didn't walk in because I would have had a weird face on. But Joe walks in with a huge bin of, of snakes of snakes, and he walks in there and turns out we were at the gun show building. And oh, no, I walked into an armory. Okay, So I walked in <laughs> and then I'm like, I look around and they're just literally guns. There's not a human, but just literally guns. And I'm like, wait a second. Anyone could just walk off the street. Not, not I mean, there's no ammunition, I'm sure. But you can just walk off the street and I went right into this gun show, which was pretty <laughs> odd, but I turned around because apparently they switched buildings and I didn't see much difference between one building or another, but I mean, yeah, you look around, you're like, none of those are snakes. 
I was like, all right, maybe there's one gun vendor at the reptile show. It doesn't seem you looked around for a little bit more. I look at a couple more tables. (laughs) Okay, two guns. That's a little much. Maybe, maybe like one of those tables with like the camouflage knives and like scorpions on knives. And I'm sure they looked at. Well, I guess they didn't know you had snakes, but I'm sure they looked at you like, who is this kid? He's not coming to the gun show. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. But back to what we were saying. I guess you peg me as a not non gun, gun show kid, vendor. Kid in quotes. You don't look like a gun show vendor. You had no. zero camo on. Oh, is that what it takes? <laughs> that's that's uh, step one. That's probably pretty true, actually. <laughs> a black shirt and some fatigues on the bottom, man. Um, but back to yeah, that so you, he doesn't feel weird about the amount of dry goods at shows. It just I don't I don't want to over be a part of oversaturating the oh, this the show is oversaturating. Are you kidding me? Look at all the ball python vendors. Dude. Right. And that's why I'm happy we're not part of oversaturating that aspect. I don't want to be part of oversaturating anything. I also don't want to be competitive because I am super competitive and like don't test it. I don't want to and it sucks because at the shows and I'm and that those supply guys, sorry, I just hit you in the boob when I was moving my hands. But, and and I was talking to the supply guys and he was so like nice and encouraging and was telling me like different things about the industry and it was super helpful. I never want to have to go to a show and compete against someone. And I know some of those guys are a little. And that's like why that, it's kind of so. nice that we do corns. And it's like, even though we want corns to, even though we want corns to be more popular, like I kind of like being one of like three corn people at a show. Like, how are there only a couple corn people at every? There's show? only two us and well, us and Chris. Rick, Rick had corns, right? Yeah, but Rick didn't come back Sunday. He True, went, he's only there. He left on Sunday to go to a different show. Yeah, so there's really like two corn people, heavy duty corn people on Sunday. And so that was uh that was exciting to um can, to kind of be that, you know, and not have to worry about that. And again, that leads to the oversaturation saturation. I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that just means truly like setting ourselves apart in what we do like obviously the betting we can't make the betting different it's going to be the same betting but it's how we present the betting i don't we can't make the heat pad different um but it's how we present that i don't even know how you're going to present the heat pad in a different way i don't i feel like that one we can't really change i feel like that's going to be pretty much but our enclosures i think it's really what's going to set us apart and making that different um and that combined with our knowledge you know there's multiple times people like would buy a snake from us, go over to the supply area, like look around, listen to what their sellers said. And they'd come back to us and be like, we would be like, no, like what, like you don't need what they said or like you didn't, yeah. need, you know, like that. People are just trying to sell you. Right. Right. You don't yeah. need that. Like get this, get that, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's going to be nice to just be like, look, we all have it right here. Um, and so that's definitely where we're, planning to go in the it's a and future. it's a part of the the mentality as far as we want to set up we're less concerned about vending a show and more concerned about how can we have a pet store within a show within a reptile show how can i say someone's going to come and they're going to come just for port city pythons they're going to look around we have the animals that they want or the animal because we have to breed all of our own because we're moral sticklers like that because just as reptile breeders, as hobbyist breeders, you kind of have that drilled into you pretty much by all your mentors. And 
I want to stick with that. I'm not going to flip any animals. I'm not going to do that kind of stuff. We're going to breed all of our own animals, but at least we have corn snakes and then you can get the whole setup for the corn snake and you can do everything that you can for that animal. And I know I have the peace of mind of knowing that everything's going to be all right. You know, if everything's executed correctly and goes back to that control thing, doesn't it? Right. Um, Sorry, I'm typing. Yeah, but it was, I mean, the red roof in was sketchy. Okay, that was okay. <laughs> our, our toilet you should was explain broken. that. Well, Baltimore is a two-day show, which it reinforces I like two-day shows so, oh, so much. It made it a trip for us, and it was fun because one-day shows, you got to go. It's usually a very early morning. You leave at 4 in the morning, and then you leave at 5. You get home at 7, and then your whole day is ruined. You're kind of tired at home, and that's it. The two-day show was like, oh, we're going to hang out in a new place that although we've been there before, we haven't really explored. And we we got a hotel room at the uh, Red Roof Inn, which if you guys don't know the Red Roof Inn. Um, excuse a, me, is a Red Roof Inn Plus. Oh, so, Thank you very much. So, so. Get, get your facts straight. <laughs> so if no one knows that's pretty much the cheapest hotel you could ever get. No, Motel 6 again is cheaper. <laughs> they'll leave a light on that. <laughs> And this thing, okay, we walk in and we just hear this noise and it's the toilet. It's always running because like the rubber stopper isn't going into Basically, my dad was a plumber, so I figured it out. I fixed the toilet, right? Thank you. You're welcome. I'll send you an invoice later, Red Roof. And I fixed your damn toilet. And then, and then also the porcelain was cracked. You know, the lid of it, it was, was mess. cracked. It was a mess, but it was like it a- started raining and you could hear every single raindrop, but that's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Plus, red roof. What, like, what's, the, what's the normal red roof? That's a plus. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what, how was that improved? I mean, they had on the bed, they had firm and soft pillows marked as print. I liked the, that the little detail. And soft, yes. And then I liked the lights above the bed. Like, That's a hotel you bring hookers to. Everyone knows that. Okay. And there we were. No, it was okay. I don't give a shit. I'll sleep wherever. And... And we went to the show. We like we went out to breakfast in the morning. Yeah, the like diner. I like, like we, terrible diner. We took but... it easy. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> terrible diner. I, Never I feel going like back to the diner. We're such fucking complainers. I am. Yeah, yeah. I am. Are. I am. But um, but it, it two day shows, and it's like okay, you had that bad show, but then it's like exciting. Also, it was fun despite the outcome being in Baltimore for the Ravens game. Oh, rest um, in peace. Guys. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Anyone, yeah. But it was exciting to see all the Ravens fans there, there and talk about that. But I wish almost every show could be two days. It just, it's so exciting. It just makes do it an the, event more so than just a one day grind, <laughs> like right. a little marathon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was exciting for us to do. And it gives us more opportunity to meet with more people and talk with more people. Um, and I think. I definitely grew in the shows as far as like finding different things to like say to people to get them excited about it. You know, the normal things are like, okay, they were born in June. They eat this, they, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like I talked about like with our honeys, since we had the honey there, I talked about like what we want out of honeys and like, oh, but talking about, oh, and I think it's important years. to say like, this is our most popular project and that right. gets people's attention. Like that also matters. And that's true, but it also helps us get it. And that guy who bought the honey, first of all, like I'm not messing around. This is a holdback that looks absolutely gorgeous. And he was happy with it. I'm so glad that he messaged us and said that he ate like immediately. And, 
yeah, I'm just really happy with that. Yeah, <clears throat> that was a great voice crack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've talked for like 50 well, minutes about the show. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like we, we should have other things to talk about. I feel like about. we should pivot. Yeah. Um, what's I want to talk about, you know what? And <laughs> I did your boob again. <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> I keep on using my hands. I'm using my hands a lot in this one podcast. Thank you, downloaders, for, you know, you don't get all this action, you know, hey, wink, wink. So uh, the, the guys of R&B Reptiles, Ryan and Benjamin. So I just want to thank those guys for coming over. So give a ref- give a little explanation. Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen R&B Reptiles, they have a YouTube channel, so go subscribe to them right now because we're on YouTube, those people who are alive. And they do a lot of different like collection tours. I mean, that was really where they got on the map as far as for me when I first saw them is they had a Matthew Most um, collection tour, which is a guy who does Old World Colubrids. Um, and that is just stuff that you never see. And the people who do keep and breed them aren't usually very social. They don't usually get out there. They don't promote their animals a lot. So it was really nice to see Ryan and Ben get over there and make a 40-minute video about all this information that no one else has. And I just thought that that was super valuable as far as from a perspective of getting information out into the hobby. And that kind of means, you know, that says a lot to me as far as what they're trying to do. So and they also went to Justin Kabelka's and they've done a lot of the big people in the industry. So I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, let's do podcast slash, you know, let's get together or whatever. And it didn't work out the first time we went to dinner with them or we were supposed to go to dinner with them, but we had a bunch of family stuff going on. It was the holidays and it was, but we ended up having to get them or getting them to come over and film the collection. Well, we were going to do something and they're like, hey, why don't we just make a video? Let's stop wasting our time and make a video out of this. Like, yeah, that makes sense. So we, they went, they came over and I was like, listen, guys, I am not going to show you stuff that people care about. We're going to most of my animals are in brumation, but I'm going to go rare colubrid like no one's going to care about what we because I feel like when when I make YouTube videos, part of it is trying to make it appealing to people. That is honestly part of it. And this, I just went whole hog on, on Slowinski's corn He got snakes, way too in depth. I don't know who's going to co- care about these It was video. like, a, it's an almost 15 minute or 50 minute video. So if you guys want to check that out on their channel, you can see uh, most of the rare snakes that I have. You can see some angry pine snakes and some also, oh, I'll get to that later. But yeah, they were just good guys, and they also got you meatballs. Can we talk about, like, what a Jedi move that... No, that, people do not care. <laughs> no, no, okay. So, <laughs> so so Melissa wanted wanted a meatball sub, and Ben, who apparently is some type of food whisperer, was he got the bread and the meatball separate because Melissa wasn't going to be there. For a while. Yeah, and he didn't want the bread to get soggy. So he's like, hey, put this in a container. Give me the bread. And he did that. And I was just like, that's that's high-level It was very stuff. kind. It was very kind. Yeah. But no one cares about that. No, not at all. Yes, but if you <laughs> want to see Joe go really hard on some random snakes, um, go watch that video. I also try to talk intelligently for way too long. So I, I messed things up in that video. Things escaped my mind, so don't judge me. Um. Okay, random side aside. Junior asks, what's our favorite snake of all time? I don't know 
if he means like that we've kept like just ever ever. Well, let's do both. Um, what's your favorite that you've kept, and then well, what's your favorite ever 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 that we've kept? I guess like I can't say the het palm. Do I say the het palmettos because they're gonna That's make palmettos to keep? Because right, like, I don't want. I don't like them, flighty, but they weird. make. The one I like. The most so I don't but the one that we keep Enjoyable. that's my favorite, I would have to say, is the Miami Okati. Her personality is not awesome. I was about to say but that's another one. Her look, it yeah. ju- her look makes up for her personality. Which and happens- she doesn't have to clean them, so she just sees them, opens it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. And it's pretty. Yeah. Um, and then all time, all time. All time, all time. I gotta think about that. Ooh, so I'll go and then you think. I don't even know if I'll get answer it this podcast. I'll message you and I'll think about it. So I think I think a lot of people or a lot of times this switches for me as far as what I keep or what I'm into at the moment. But I would say powder orange ice. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> powder <laughs> orange ice. I would say probably Louisiana pine snake. So that's probably my favorite animal that i keep and that has nothing to do with the behavior of the animal it's a little devil it's there's a whole lot of a whole lot of uh defensiveness involved with the animal musking involved with the animal when they go when they eat a mouse somehow it creates like three poops instead of one (laughs) i mean they're dirty there's nothing to like about them in a way but I really care about story and that kind of goes throughout my whole life. Like whether it's music I listen to, whether it's, you know, shows I watch, documentaries, that kind of stuff. It really matters a lot about story. And I feel like between the Louisiana pine snake and the Slowinski's corn snake, those two have the best story. And for some reason that makes me connect so much more deeply with that species. And so that's really what I find amazing about it is that not only is it a species with a good story, but in the case of Louisiana pines, you know, it's a rattlesnake mimic. It has keeled scales. Those are all great. But it's also the fact that it's a federally endangered species. Um, There's zero economic incentive behind it. So that just makes it fun for me, too, because... I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, that works. I don't need to stress about anything. But also, I think that what I do now will have an impact on the hobby in the future. As far as it's one thing to breed morphs of corn snake or a world's first corn snake. It's another thing to breed something that such such a few amount of people have gotten an experience with. It's not like a super rare snake, but it's a super underrated snake that too many people have passed on in the past. And we get to not only reproduce them, we get to talk about them on here. We get to make videos about them. We get to just educate people about the longleaf pine ecosystem with them. We get to make an impact on both the environment, um, the hobby, and just the world around us by educating people about them. And I think that that is what matters most is not the personal enjoyment that I get, but the enjoyment that I get to share with everyone about the animal. And that goes for the Slowinski's corn. Speaking of pines, cat, cat asked earlier, I don't have the mouse, <laughs> yeah. um, but she was just asking for 
she was asking for a quick rundown of like very quick, very basic rundown of the pines. She said, well, you talk about the pine snakes <laughs> pretty please. Um, they've been wanting one for months and they, I know, but then I got to scroll here. Um, they've been wanting one for months and they've met a few very friendly young ones, Northerns. Like, will you give us a rundown? Now, yeah, obviously if, if we if own the friendly uh, animals, not the best genus. And Pituophis, the the more chill ones that I've seen tend to be northerns. They're also the largest ones. And you're still not going to get away with a perfectly behaving animal. If if your concern is having an animal that you can hold, um, I would say bull snakes, northern pines are going to be your best bet. Probably more so bull snakes. I mean, it seems like some of the morphs, since they've been bred for so long, are pretty chill. But, yeah, yeah, if you're not ready for... Defensive behavior, the hissing, the rattling, all that stuff. I mean, that's part of the allure of the animal. I mean, that's that's what draws people to them. It's not necessarily their their docile nature. So that's something for you to, as far as what you prefer as a keeper. If you want an animal that's going to be very easy, if you want an animal that's going to push back every once in a while, that might be you know that might be a good choice for you. But I mean, the northern ones in particular, I mean, look at Jay Jacoby's animals. He has some amazing high white northerns, black and white northerns. And, uh, yeah, they can be a beautiful animal. And they can be a seven-foot animal. They can be a super heavy-bodied, amazing, you know, uh, one hell of an animal, basically. Cool. Um, second question from the chat. Where did we get our water from? Water python? Um, so sorry, I forget his last name. I believe his first name's Ross. He's in um he's in an older guy. He's been breeding these this pair of vol- or water pythons forever. He's in Rochester. Um, I'm blanking on his name to be honest. It was, you know, three to four years ago. But he consistently breeds them. They're Australian and his animals are docile, my animals docile, and Trust me, that makes a whole. Yeah, the yeah, way he talks about water difference. pythons is so interesting because, like, that's one of the ones I'm not too scared. I, I mean, I know when to not mess with her because she will definitely hit her head on the side of that thing so yeah, often. Yeah. And anytime, anytime she's hitting her head on that, I'm never going in there. But like, other than that, like, she she's one matter. I feel comfortable holding. Um, and just her iridescence beats so like it's just it's amazing so it's so interesting to hear him talk about like the normal temperament of a water because that one is so calm people kind of refer to him as trashy snakes as far as like they're always imports from papua new guinea which these ones obviously aren't because they're australian animals and they usually have a temper on them they're usually very defensive and just not fun to keep but ours is amazing there's no must there's no bite there's no anything i don't know there's nothing to complain about really and that kind of goes for the olive as well. And then, I mean, I mean just maybe her part size. Of that, maybe, maybe part <laughs> of that is size. that we are also handling the animals and the water python, not so much. I mean, I never handled her more than, you know, to get her in and out of the enclosure and naturally a good, uh, a good animal. But yeah, like the reptile and chill guys were talking about water python. Yeah. Eric you're getting the accent. You Am said I? it. Water? You. When you first said it, no, you no. it wasn't full on Matt Minatola <laughs> water. I didn't go full Matt Minatola. You didn't go full Matt Minatola. Uh, did I go but, Burke or Owen McIntyre? Like it wasn't know. water. It you did not say water. 
like I said, you you did a little wool. Water. You got a little bit of the wool. Water. Water. And I was like, who is this? Philly's growing on you. Every once in a while. Yeah, but I wasn't ready for I wasn't ready for you to throw water. Sorry. Water. No, I I call myself. I sometimes it's like another person took over me. As far as I was, (laughs) I was just talking to someone at the show, and I was like, "Whoa!" I did that whole thing in a Philly accent. I did not mean to do that. Really? Yeah. Was I there for that? I think I told you. I told you like (laughs) not far after. I was like, "Whoa, that was weird." I don't know. You get just used. It happened. I mean, everyone here talks the same way, except not. I don't think I have it because at my work, no one like no one's from Philly, True. so no one has it. When you go to like so. the posh areas of the city, no one's from Philly. And like, <laughs> hey, like I'm from Virginia. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, because that's how people from Virginia talk. Wow. Yeah, no, that's not exactly. Virginia was a bad example. Yeah, but whatever. Not about snakes. Um, okay, to finish this out, I think we should talk about what we like what's coming up for us in the next week's or I, so. I had one more thing to where um, I was on Reptile and Chill today. Well, not on Reptile and Chill. I was on the uh should we call it the sister station? They they do live streams. I think they call it midweek mayhem. And I was on it today. And I handled the pine. I handled the olive. Oh, so the people water. asking for snakes, go yes. watch that. I don't remember. Yes. Junior was one. Someone else was another one. I, I literally, I take out all my favorite snakes and talk about them. So go on to Reptile in Chill. N. Isn't that what it is? in like it was I-N. No, like the letter N, right? Yeah. Reptile in. How am I supposed to say the N. letter N? Wait a second. N. N. That feels weird. I try you to say it like in. you. Yeah, I say in. Oh my god, people! Oh <laughs> you say my god, and it's not an. I've been N. talking to you this long, it's and not I have an... not realized everyone. Well, because I don't say the letter in by itself. Every once in a while, we notice <laughs> our dialects are just totally weird. Wait, and that's it's the, the letter in N. N. Okay, please. N. I apologize, Someone listeners. Help. This is Someone ridiculous. Who's right? This is so silly. Who said it right? I think we're saying the same thing. You said I N. They make the same sound. Get out of here. <laughs> N. Yeah, they make the same sound. The letter N and the word N, same sound. Definitely N. Okay. Definitely. I don't, my mouth doesn't say the E uh, as What's well. What's the other one you say weird? Because Milt. Oh. oh. Which I know is wrong. I know milt is wrong. Yeah, you're like almost saying milk. I know. I say something milted, and I know that's wrong because my voice doesn't say as well. As? Uh, it doesn't do the eh, like in milk. But uh, how weird is that? Is that like your mouth has been moving the same way doesn't for like form 27 it. years? It doesn't, so it doesn't do form it, it right. <laughs> but that's like one of my kids. I can't get him to say animal. He keeps saying aminal. Oh, every And I think he'll grow that. out of it, but yeah. I, I can't figure out how to like fix i want to fix it so bad but it's so close to it that you can't like like ammi or and it's so similar you're like just, just waiting for the day that he'll figure he'll out. do it right yeah because the aminal drives me crazy oh yeah i think i did that as a little kid you said aminal oh uh like yes oh, Aaron, I, I used it's to a stutter. pencil to see it's not stuff. a pen it's not a pencil it's pencil? a pencil and it's Milk. Oh, oh! When when I first moved to Alabama and someone asked me for a pen, and they said pin, that I, freaked uh, me out. Do you say you don't say pen? Pen. Yeah. P- it's a, here. It's, give me this pen. Both of them are pins. 
pin on your shirt and pin that you write with yeah. are the same yeah. word. Pin, so, pin, and pen. Pin, pin. I didn't know we'd have to teach you English during this podcast. Right? Well, I hope, I don't think anyone else wants to see me being taught that's, that's English. That's fair. It's the person who says both. Both. You say both. both, and it's not both. I say some words Canadian. I say some words normal. I say some words Philly. I don't know what's going on. Okay, great talk. So, yes, you were on Reptile and Chill today, messing around for about an hour. And if you want to see him take out animals, go watch them on Facebook. But next steps for us, before we close this out, um, our first next step is we promise we are going to get a video out for you guys on the po- maybe two. If we're oh, out the- please, all right, give one thing at a time here. Okay, maybe two. Um, <laughs> by Monday on the Port City Pet page, we announced like in December of 2019 that we are going to do this Port City Pet page, and then we haven't released a video on it. Um, but if you haven't listened to our previous podcast in December, definitely go check out our Port City Pet page on YouTube. We really want that one to be more about care and to reserve this for. Um, for podcast, so, so changed- we can be silly gooses and we can't worry and we don't have to worry about you know people getting it wrong as far as the, the pet channel will be always friendly as far as language and all that. The thing is that we have two different things, right? Our videos now that are on Port City Python's podcast, which is this channel that we're on right now, they're the, the videos themselves are pretty family friendly, but the podcasts aren't necessarily. So we would like to have the podcast channel where we can be ourselves more so and then a poor city pets channel which is a little bit more professional but not only professional but it's pretty basic as far as the knowledge goes which i mean i and i talked to i think i was talking to jeff about this jeff um said that you know even though that stuff is basic i still like to watch it and i feel the same way like i will watch the most basic pet video. I don't know. Just because you like the person and you or like, or just because you, like you just want to watch. Yeah, you'll still watch. So definitely go give that Port City pet page a follow, and we will have videos for you soon. Um, if you are watching this or found this, and you are not really into the podcast, definitely, <laughs> you know that the Port City pet will be more catered to you. You're gonna have to wait till Monday, kid. After Monday, the next steps in us are pulling our animals out of brumation. We pull our animals out around uh, Valentine's Day. You know, lucky me. We most girls. Out. They pull in. You know mo- what I mean? Oh, was that? What do you mean? I didn't say anything. Okay. Go ahead. What are you saying? Okay. Most- Sorry, I was taking advantage of this whole pet poor city pythons podcast. Maybe my brain is thinking of the way you said that way more vulgar than you're thinking, but that was, wow. So I was going to say, lucky me, most girls get, you know, like flowers and stuff for Valentine's Day. I get pulling animals out of brumation. Yeah. Okay. You're getting weird. You're getting weird. Um. But we are pulling them out of formation, and then that is when – will you give a quick rundown of, like, what you do post-brumation? So I think a lot of people – or there's a notion, at least in the beginning, until you get too lazy to do it, you usually take animals out from brumation, which is usually 50 to 55 degrees, and then you bring them up to, say, 60 degrees, and then you do a slow – you know, you slowly build the temperature up until you get back to – what we keep, which would be an ambient 80 to 82. These days, 
I mean, and this goes for honestly most Colubrid keepers because we realize that's probably not that necessary. I mean, I still do a day, so I'll bring them up from downstairs with 50 to 55 degrees, and then I'll put them outside the room. And I'll typically do that for a day or two, and that's just room temp. I mean, 68 to 70 degrees, and then I just bring them right into the right into the reptile room, which is 80 to 82, and that seems to work just fine. And then after that, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna start feeding them. I gotta hit them with food. I gotta hit, you know, at least once a week with adult mice with these uh, with the females that are gonna breed, and they all come out ravenous and ready to go, which is always really fun. And then I'm going to wait for them to shed. And then I may pair some together. Sometimes they go right away. Sometimes they don't. Most of the times they don't, to be honest. And then we'll wait a little bit and we'll keep on pairing. And then we may see another shed. And then it's game on. That's pretty much that. And we're going to be breeding a whole lot of snakes this year. But I think that we're going to be. But actually, didn't we figure out it's not a whole lot more? Yes, but it will grow a lot more. But it's not a whole lot more. It's just their hatching season was so bad. I mean, I think we may, <laughs> we may have like one or two more clutches. But last year we almost doubled. True. And I felt and our female every our females are a little bit big. You know, they're older, they're bigger, so they might produce more. And if we don't mess it up, we should have mess it up. I'll try not to. Can you stop being weird? Why? Um, weird? We should have a lot more animals. So we have about you know three months to really like get our stuff together of how we want to know we have way more than that thing of incubation march may incubate when is it like when do they drop and when are we doing incubation is that in may why do i uh, that escapes me what time i think it's may we have about four months to like get our stuff together of how we want to do incubation and stuff because that's where we messed up last year and uh we really want to don't want to do it again so it's something we definitely have to start focusing on now of like if we're building something oh and also we want to build so we are doing a couple of shows this spring but obviously we have like no animals left so we do want to build some sort of different display for our isopods um not our bedding you can't really display bedding more uh, than we, we can figure out some way better you know, but for our better. isopods and for our springtails so definitely if you are like a carpenter or you have a carpenter's mind and you have like a different design I mean, we're gonna obviously be thinking of it i'm not saying do all the work for us but if you have any <laughs> ideas like we really like to be different at shows and yeah. that's why we have our chalkboard display like and i don't want to just have the isopods and stacks i don't i don't like that no. to me that's boring that's not, it's not exciting. showing them off in the way that they deserve to be shown right off. and it's not exciting for us so if you have the isopods are in little like deli cups about this wide and we we need to hit up um we need to hit up brisa and see from superior shipping supply and see what the best or what unique type of display container or container there's a couple of them that they have that seem to work but there's probably even more ideas as far as so then we'd have to build whatever display that corresponds with whatever container we use yeah because for me it's like that's the whole honestly i love creating product and stuff like that like this is part of the fun for me i mean that's why that's why i want to go the supply route in comparison to say selling the animals because i i mean i like producing the animals but honestly it's just as fun for me to create a product for some reason like that's i love doing that and so you know and that product involves so much so that's not only the container it comes in it's how it's displayed and all of that and i want to i want to i basically overthink 
every single aspect of it, but that's how I want to do it. And that's kind of my intention. So it comes down to like, what container are we going to put it into? That's a decision. You know, what, how are we going to display that? But I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's the way it needs to be done. Yeah, but I will also take ideas from people because everyone's, you know, creative in their different ways. So message us on Instagram or Facebook. Like if you have an idea of something different um, to display these bugs. Bugs. Um, what else? I guess that's it. Wait until you see going. them react with each other and hang out and say, "Hey, what's up?" You know, watch a movie on the castle. Are you talking? No. About- once they once you got to look at them like interact and move around. It's it's adorable and feeling around with one antenna. I saw at the show when I took the top off ten of them to sell them. You You're understand. not getting me on this. This is not a thing you're going to convince me of. Well, I mean, you didn't like snakes when we first started. Yeah, but I didn't. It's different. <laughs> so, Kat, check out Jay Jacoby on Facebook. And cool. Great Yeah, time. so I think he's only on there. I mean, he's probably on phone and all those things, but I'm not sure of his username. Okay. Nope. Um, I was just wrapping it up. If wrapping you guys live in the Florida, I was going to say the Florida area. Um, <laughs> that little... <laughs> If you live in the like Orlando, Gainesville area, those are two cities that people would know. Come to Southeast Carpet Fest, February eighth. We will be there for a forty forty eight hour flight. If we don't, uh, if Frontier doesn't, uh, you know, mess it up. Between old, Frontier and Spirit, we're really rolling. Oh, we're doing guys. both, aren't we? We're we're we're, we're going. Doing- we're flying up on Spirit, coming back on Frontier. Our life is the Red Roof end. All right, <laughs> we're doing the Red Roof. The- Frontier spirit, you know, life is just on a string right now. You never know what's going to happen. Spirit, I mean, if I gain too much weight over the time, they may make me pay extra. I'm not sure. Better be careful. (laughs) I mean, don't sneeze on the plane. I don't know. It will probably drive it off course if I get up to take pee. Oh, gosh. Those are the, this is what you get when you're cheap. Well, yes. Come to Carpet Fest February 8th. Near, I think I said if you're in the Gainesville area, I think it's like maybe an hour from Gainesville. I'm really not sure. Um, it's in Melrose, but come on out. Meet a lot of like people in the industry. It's truly as a hangout. Cody and Pia just have a lot of land and it's just going to be outside. There's going to be people camping there and all kinds of stuff. It's fun adult conversation. <laughs> that sounds weird. Or reptile um, conversation. Adult reptile conversation. <laughs> um, other than that... The next show we're going to be doing is in April in Syracuse. Um, Yeah, I really want to, as far as that goes, it's so if you don't know, Steve Thomas is a guy who honestly, when I first got into snakes and not first got into snakes, but I first got into the, the industry aspect of it. When I was living in Oswego, Steve lived in Syracuse, which is, you know, probably 40 minutes or so half hour, which is close when you live in Oswego to anything. And he, I just went over and he just had an amazing, like the collection that at the time you saw on like the, you would only see that on like Bar Check's YouTube channel or like Dave Kaufman just started putting things up on YouTube maybe. And it's like, oh, this guy's living this in real life. And so he was really like one of the first big collections I ever saw. And he also did rodents and I got my rodents from him and now he's starting a show. So now we are going up there and we hope to, you know, support him during his first show because they already signed, 
I believe they already signed up to lease a uh, or rent out a space that's like an incredibly amount bigger than the place that they have now. So like they're already starting to get bigger before they even you know do their, their first, first show. show. So it's like I'm really excited to be a part of that. To be a part of that and do the first show and hopefully I hope all of you guys are there. Even even our friends down in New York, I would love for you guys to come. Like meaning New York, meaning the city. Because mm-hmm. we know so many of you guys we know from like the White Plains show and stuff like that. And I would love for you guys to come, not to only support us, to support Steve, to support another reptile show going up in an area that's underserved. Even though there's so many people up there, it's a very underserved area as far as there used to be a great snake community when I was up there. I mean, there was a little budding snake community, but no one really took the time to nurture it. And and I think that's what they're going to do. And I'm excited to see it. And the guys in like Rochester have done a great job and now that's just going to carry over and I'm excited. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this. Sorry. It was on a Wednesday, not our normal day for some people that actually worked out Wednesday, but LSU won the national championship. Woo, 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 woo. Go Tigers. That was really random that you brought that up. Well, I got... that's why we missed it. Right. That's a good excuse. Yes. Well, we had Tuesday. Yeah, but you had a teacher event. True. You had to be. Teaching. It was a busy week. Got to be teaching. You had to teach do the that. future. Of but America. Monday was all about football. I got this Alabama boy. SEC. SEC forever. SEC schools. When even when your team loses, you root for the SEC school because that makes everyone look good. Yeah, I haven't done that always. No, but, you're you're the worst at that. Actually, but you don't it's that. mainly because I don't like people who win all the time. I if. I don't like it being the same people all the time. And it was like it's Alabama. Clint- winners, okay. Well, that's why I stopped cheering for Alabama. Cause it's like, you always win. It's not fun to cheer for someone that's always winning. It's not fun. Unless you went there. I understand that. Unless I- you went there. But as like someone who didn't like, oh, okay, Alabama. Yeah. It's not, it's not exciting. It's not, not different. Yeah. Keep in mind. Like I actually went there. I wasn't like uh, right. a Tiger fan. Right. So SEC for life, except Student when you win all life. the time. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, God. Stop. Okay. Go Tigers. Thank you very much. Good night, everyone. If you want to, yes, I'm glad you spelled it correctly. If you want to reach out to us, we are on Instagram, Port City Pythons, Facebook, Port City Pythons, our website, portcitypythons.com. We are obviously on YouTube, Port City Pythons podcast, and Port City Pet. And check out RB Reptiles on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and especially YouTube, and check out the collection tour on there as well as check out Reptile on Chills page for that live stream where, uh, spoiler alert, I may have gotten bit by Louisiana Pine live on the stream, and I may look like a little. Okay, uh, we're trying to do an outro. We're trying to do an outro. Um, Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week with Ian of SNJ Hurt. Not herbs. SJ reptiles. It's stickers right there. SJ. I didn't turn around. I don't know why my brain said herbs. SJ reptile. You know who he is. He's our friend Ian, and he's been on the podcast, I think, two times before. Yes. And we're excited. Thank to you have guys him. so much we for watching. If this is your later. first time, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like, hit that like button. And now I got to shut you up. Dan said, shut me up. You got to you gotta stop. I said, shut up. No, I didn't. Are we ending? Branding. I'm pressing the button. Thank you guys. See you next week. Bye.